Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Not only do I want to welcome you to the podcast, this is episode 107. So welcome to episode 107 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And uh, just uh, take a few minutes and tell your friends and family and coworkers and and uh, your enemies and everybody else. Your to, enemies. <laughs> that would be a good one to do, actually. <laughs> I anyway, guess, man. post it yeah. to Twitter, Facebook. How else can they do it? Can they do it on the Instagram too? Uh, I, I don't know. All right. Well, however you do it. However you do it, you do it. Get the but word out. Make sure out. you get out to your enemies. Get, and make sure. Why not? I mean, I mean that would be the best it. thing that, you could do for that. them. <laughs> I just read about. To, I don't know. Giving your enemies the voice of Trey and Tommy. I don't know if that's the best thing you can do for your enemies. <laughs> but if you say so, Pops, whatever you say. Well, man. I just read a whole thing about uh, in kids' devotions last night. My grandkids are here. And mm. uh, we read about Naaman and the little slave girl. Mm. That even though she story. was his enemy. Yeah, that's a powerful story. You know, and the redemption, redemption involved. Yeah, that's She good. did that. But anyway, all right. <laughs> so um, just uh, please be out there stretching our reach. We appreciate all you do to get other people to listen. Well, Pastor, we're going to talk about something that people love to talk about, but people don't do much oh, about, it's and yeah. it's called prayer, yeah. and it's one of those things, one of those disciplines in the faith that we have just, uh, we tend to let go first. You know, yeah. it's it's usually the one that we say, well, I'll pray later, or yeah. I'll, get, I'll catch up tomorrow, or whatever. Um, so, and I guess uh, it, it burdens me, because I know how important prayer yeah, is, but yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. I, I will say that I have been there. You know, there have been times in my life when I just, well, I got something else to do, so I, I, I don't want to rush it. We always have reasons why we don't want to do it, but um, uh, I, I guess I just have the elephant in the closet or the elephant in the middle of the room elephant thing in the closet yeah. that we got to deal with. And that is why is it so hard for us as Christians to pray? And why should it be, you know? Yeah. yeah probably it's just human nature, but we'll get, in, we'll get into all that and, and kind of talk through this because it's, it's, it's an important subject, obviously, because you think about the Christian life in the Christian life, there's nothing more foundational than being in the word and being in prayer with God. I mean, Amen. that's how you, that's how you grow. If you're, if you're not in the word, if you're not spending time, in fellowship with God through prayer, you're just not going to grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just reality, right? So we'll talk through all that today. Hey, you just got back from vacation. You were gone last week. I miss I seeing was. you around here. Well, it was, it was tough. Not you know, it was really here. quiet. That's what I always hear when I'm gone. It's quiet. <laughs> well, so. your office is right across from mine. So, I mean, you're like my roommate almost. <laughs> we'll so. call it uh, S. U-I-T-E, sweet mate. You're, you're my sweet mate. Yeah, I want to make sure we understand yeah. it's a sweet, not a S-W-E-E-T. Right. So, so, yeah, <laughs> you are my roommate, so it was, it, it was quiet without you. But you went to Animal Kingdom. I did. It was uh, fascinating. We walked in, and the parrots started flying over our head, and yeah, it was beautiful. It was so you really went down there nice. for one day just to go to Animal Kingdom. And it was fun. It was really fun. Well, we went for three days. Three but, days. Um, one day when Diz. Well, why did y'all choose Animal Kingdom and not like Epcot or something? And that nah, wouldn't be all that. So I, yeah, I we've been to all that. And I just wanted to go to Animal Kingdom see the animals. That was. And you saw them. But like you said, I could have gone, gone to Columbia, Columbia Zoo. Yeah. And seen or Atlanta. yourself some money. Yeah. This, I don't. I haven't been to the Atlanta Zoo in years. It's awesome. I well, I don't know if you, how long. Probably since the last convention since yeah. I went. To well, the when zoo. I lived in New Orleans, uh, you know, we we went to the Audubon Zoo a lot. 
lot. Mm-hmm. That's the one big one in New Orleans. That's a beautiful zoo, man. It's 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 wonderful. Well, we have a be- we had a nice zoo here in Charleston, and they closed it down many, oh, yeah? many years ago. So we used hmm. to go every single week, just about in summer. I remember those days. Yeah. Well, we're going to New Orleans next week, and we might hit the zoo while we're there. But the thing about the zoo is, it's August at the zoo in New Orleans. <laughs> man, that's some kind of hot. And there's some kind of smells come out of that. There heat. are some kind of smells. <laughs> You're right. those elephants, man. It's, it's a bad day. But that's anyway. the good thing. That's the good thing about Disney. They were, they keep that stuff away from you, so you don't you don't they, ever they have smell all that animals potty trained. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, there were no animal <laughs> smells. There were no animal smells. Well, so. there you go. And 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 the Olympics started this past week. Yeah, have you watched any yet? Yeah, I I, I like the Olympics. Our sound guy gave us a thumbs down. Apparently, he doesn't like the Olympics, but that, that's his problem, not mine. <laughs> like, uh, like one one person told me, and I think they're right. There's although there's some controversy about you know the flag and those sort of there's things. Always controversy, but but the, but the thing, but there are lots that it's not. Yeah, there are a lot yeah, of those yeah. American citizens that are proud to represent. Man, them. yeah, there's some so. really. I saw and the Australian guy. Have you seen that video? No. Where his his uh, his girl that he'd been training for all those years won the four hundred. Oh meter. yeah, I did see that. I watched that one. Live. Yeah, not live. I think it's probably taped late because it happened at three o'clock in the morning. But yeah, I watched that one. Dude went nuts when yeah, she won. Did you exactly. see that? Yeah. Man, oh man, so like, that's, he was that, we need that up. guy to come do that oh, when man. we say we're going to be praying. We're going to have a big prayer oh, at in homes. Yeah, yeah. Coming up, he so. was man. He was some kind of excited and um, yeah. So, what's your favorite sport to watch during the Olympics? I, I do. I enjoy the swimming. I really yeah. like the swimming. There's a lot of swimming right now. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, I typically like the basketball, but, you know, yeah. we're having a tough time. So yeah, it's a while, we'll see yeah. how long we last. We like the gymnastics. That's it's fun. fun to watch, yeah, I it? like that. I like the, for whatever reason, I like the women's gymnastics more than the men, though. It just seems yeah. more exciting. Yeah. Doing yeah. all those flips and cartwheels and all the things they do. And the men just kind of do those little rotation things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, I'm okay. I want to make sure I wasn't way out there. No, you're not way out there. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But you think about the Olympics, Pops, and, and, and Stacey and I were talking about this when we watched, we were watching synchronized diving, mm. which that is an amazing sport. Mm. To think about these people getting up on those diving boards and doing the exact same thing, I entering the even. water in the exact same time and not making a splash. I, oh I can't my even goodness. imagine. But we, we, uh, we were watching, I, I think it was Sunday afternoon when we got home from church. We were watching uh, and the Americans did their thing. It was the women doing the diving and the Americans did their dive and they were off a little bit. And then uh, the Chinese ladies got up there to do their dive. And I said, Stacy, watch. It's going to be perfect. I guarantee it's going to be perfect. Mm. And it was, man. It was just, I mean, you talking about just, just in perfect unison entered that water just perfectly and and then we talk about stacy the reason why you think about in some of those other countries like china uh and some of these other nations they put such an emphasis on this that this is all they do Mm -hmm. those two girls that's they wake up in the morning and they dive they dive all day i mean that's all they do is train you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i mean and so so you know when that's all you do is train all the time it's gonna be perfect Mm -hmm. right and and then i i say that and start thinking about about prayer yeah. you know i mean if you think about it, in a lot of ways you know prayer is is that 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 uh tool if you will and tool might not be the best word but prayer certainly is that that tool that god uses mm-hmm. in our lives to train us and equip us to be about his work mm-hmm. right when, when you are in fellowship with god when you train yourself when you discipline yourself to be in his word and be in his presence then it does make you more effective when you're actually on the field in the game, um, you know, serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, that's the way it works. And so, so if we want to be effective in ministry, it really does grow out of intimacy with God in a lot of ways that intimacy with God. Now we, 
we're intimate with the Lord just because we want to be intimate with the Lord. We want to grow in that relationship with of him. Course. That does help us. It empowers us to be, you know, effective in the ministry that he's called us to. So yeah, it's a big deal. And here we are at Northwood and we talked about this passing morning. If you're part of the Northwood family, if you're not, um, we still hope this is helpful for you, but, but what we're doing at Northwood is we're going to enter into a season mm-hmm. of prayer starting in September. And it's we want be everybody to be on board with that. And because man, we believe that God's doing some great things in the life of our church, mm-hmm. but we, we never want to, um, operate at Northwood outside of the power of God. We want to be walking in his spirit. And Amen. that just takes a lot of prayer as a faith family to make sure that we're, we're walking with the Lord. Well, and, and there was a guy named Ian Bounds. You, you know that yeah, name? Ian Bounds? So books. yeah. So Ian Bounds, he wrote, I think like eight books on prayer. I have all of them. Yeah, I do too. And so he was, um, um, a civil war chaplain mm-hmm. for the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting guy. And just had a passion for prayer. And, um, so he, he wrote, you can, you can go to, I don't know, Amazon and buy the complete works on prayer by Ian Bounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dated, obviously, written in the 1800s. They're so all like 99 cents, too. Yeah, they're so all 99 like cents. You can get them on Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, since they're written in the 1800s, obviously the language is a bit different mm-hmm. in some ways, but but powerful, very powerful stuff, man. And so he 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 said this in one of those books uh, on prayer. He, he, he made this statement, and this is a powerful statement. He said, what the church needs today is not more machine, machinery or better, not new organizations or more and novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use, men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. The Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through men. He does not come on machinery, but on men. Mm. He does not anoint plans, but men, mm. men of prayer. Well, that's powerful, Amen. man. I mean, and just think that that's our churches need to learn how to come before God's presence, spend time with him, speak with him and experience his power at work in us as we are in those intimate moments of mm. prayer with him. Amen. And it is a struggle, Trey. I mean, we, 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 we think that man prayer should just come naturally. Oh yeah. It should be. I mean, and Martin Luther even said this, Martin Luther, uh, he, he said that, that prayer should be the most natural thing that believers in Jesus Christ do. Amen. Well, it should be, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's hard. I find it easier for whatever reason to pray for other people yeah. than I do to have my time with the Lord yeah. and pray, you know, intimately with him. And I yeah. think with men, especially we, we have this issue with intimacy just generally. Yeah. And I just think even that extends to our time with the Lord. Yeah. We get very uncomfortable when we get intimate. We want to, if we can stay on the surface, we're all right. But when you go deep with the Lord, I'm telling you, there yeah. is an intimacy that well, you can't, and I, and you I think can't part experience of it, any part other of it, way. Part of it's a cultural issue too. I mean, we're, we're not, um, that Eastern mindset, mm-hmm. like in an Eastern mindset, uh, you know, just meditation yeah, and being yeah. still is important in a Western mindset. And David said it over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then that's very Eastern, but in a Western mindset, we do not value solitude. We do not value stillness. We do not value quietness. Mm-hmm. We value what get it up, get up and get it done. Right. <laughs> get to work. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so to take time and to be reflective and to think and pray and come before God that, that that's that's not natural for mm-hmm. us in the Western culture because that's just not ingrained within us, yeah. and so it is. It does take a lot of discipline to pray effectively because while it should be the most natural thing that we do as believers, talking with our heavenly Father, just kind of the way we're wired in our culture, it's it's really not natural mm-hmm. at all. And then and then you do just have the sinful nature. Oh, that, yeah. that, you know, that's warring within us. And, and so we're easily distracted and we have 
you know, sinful thoughts and all those kinds of things that just kind of work against, you know, that, that, that need for us to come before God in prayer. So it should be the most natural thing that we do. And, and what we know is that when we do pray, man, it, and we'll talk about this in a moment, it's, it's powerful, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a struggle. So, so let's talk about Trey for a few moments and we're, we're already talking a lot, but let's talk for a few moments about why we need to pray. And then we'll right. try to maybe have some practical application. So I think we've got three reasons yep. why we should pray. So let's talk about all three of those. Uh, we'll start with, I got to pull up. <laughs> Get your notes up, Trey. Come on. Uh, number one, prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. And and you believe that, Trey. Yes. Amen to yeah. that. So, so obviously when you read scripture, you see some examples of the power of prayer. You see where Joshua prays and the sun stands still, which is a really fascinating story. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is in Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, when uh, King Jehoshaphat was on the throne. You remember that? I do. And he had these surrounding armies that were coming against I, him. I know you, this is your opportunity. I remember King Jehoshaphat on the throne. Oh, yeah? Not just reading it. I remember it. My age. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. You, you got to have me, man. You did well, man. Good job. Yeah, yeah. You were there. You saw it. You witnessed it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. You are old. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that that just is a great passage, man, mm-hmm. where where he has these different armies that are coming against him. And, 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 and you know, you think about this E.M. Bounds quote, uh, what the church needs today is not more machinery or new organizations or more novel methods. And, and, and in that story in Second Chronicles chapter 20, you know, instead of devising a plan or a method of attack to mm-hmm. go against these armies coming. Which you would think he would have done. Right. The first thing There's he does. Or right, or something. Or what he does is he prays. He, yeah. he leads his people to pray. And then God works powerfully. God speaks to them. Uh, and, and then God delivers. Remember, they, 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 when they go out to war, which is you know, just a, a fun story, when they go out to war, he sends the choir out. <laughs> the choir goes they just, first. They just go start singing. And then, and then the enemy is so baffled, like, well, what are they singing about? And then all of a sudden, God's spirit just comes down and, you know, and, and routes the army. I mean, it's yeah. just a, it's a crazy story. But just that reminder from that story that prayer is powerful. And, mm-hmm. and the first place that King Jehoshaphat turned when, when crisis was coming was to the Lord called all the people to go to the Lord. It, it was good. And so, and so I, I think Trey, that many listening to this podcast episode at some point in their journey with the Lord have experienced the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. We've experienced we all, it. I, I believe that. Yes. But yet, even though we've experienced it, we still don't do it enough. You mm-hmm. know, we don't, th- that power of God that we've experienced for s- some reason isn't a motivator for us to continue to seek God on a daily basis. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. An interesting thing to me is there's a lot of uh, talk about the supernatural, but of course it means supernatural when you're talking about ghosts and, and, and demonic activity and all those things. And yet we have the most powerful yeah, supernatural Person, power of God. You know, from God Himself, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, we don't you, we don't utilize that incredible power when it's yeah, available I to mean, us. And I, and I think we uh, we've probably all experienced at some point or another answered prayer mm-hmm. and the power of God answering prayers. Um, but again, I think while we've experienced that, it's 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 just not for us. Oftentimes, a daily expectation that we expect God to answer our prayers, but yet we have experienced, you've experienced it when mm-hmm. you went through your ordeal with your health and you had your church uh, praying over you. I mean, yeah, you're, there, you're a I miracle. Stand, yeah, I stand here today or am here today because people, God's people pray. Yeah, I'm convinced yeah, and God yeah. heard. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I can testify of, of times in my walk with Jesus where I've seen God supernaturally intervene. I've witnessed, I've been a part of healings and, mm-hmm. uh, um, and now God doesn't always choose to answer prayers in that way, but I've seen it. 
I've seen it. Amen. You've experienced it. And so he does when it's according to his will, obviously, but just praying with that expectation because we understand that God is powerful. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening today, just know if you're following Jesus, the God that you serve is a powerful God who is able to do more than you can imagine or think. And that should be a motivator for us to come before his presence, knowing that he has all power and his power is for us. He wants to work in our lives, you see? So just that reminder that prayer is powerful. So prayer is powerful, number one. The second reason, though, is prayer is also necessary. Yeah, because we already said it, Trey, that you cannot, you simply cannot grow in your relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. if you're not in prayer. You can't discern God's will. If you're not in his word and praying through his word, you just cannot. And I, and I think you know, there's no better example than Jesus Christ himself. That's right. He knew that prayer was necessary. But you think about Mark's gospel. In, in the very first chapter of Mark, you have Jesus ministering and um, he's healing sick people. He's casting out demons. He's um, teaching with authority. But there at the end of chapter one, what does he do? He pulls away from the crowds and he spends time with his father, mm. which is wild to think about it. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. He's the son of God. He's the son of God. He's yeah. all powerful. Yet Jesus himself thought it necessary to, to um, pull away and spend time with his heavenly father. And, 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 he, and that Mark one isn't the only time in the gospels that you see that on several occasions in the gospels, you see Jesus pulling away mm-hmm. and pulling away with his disciples just to spend time in fellowship with the father. Um, you know, one of the most famous passages in the gospels is where Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm. And you think about Jesus going in the garden of Gethsemane, knowing the weight that he was carrying. He was going to go to a cross. He knew it. He was going mm-hmm. to go to a cross and die for the sins of people. He was going to experience the wrath of God. He said, right, if possible, take this cup from me, that, that word cup symbolizing the, the wrath of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that, that idea of receiving the punishment for the sins of people. And so he's, he's wrestling with the father in prayer. And, and you know, the story he, he prays and he goes out and he sees the disciples are sleeping and he scolds them, goes back and prays some more. And so you, you got that going on. But, but when, when you, um, read that passage, you, you obviously Jesus wrestling with the will of the father. But when Jesus gets up and walks out of the garden and goes to the cross after the prayer in Gethsemane, you don't see him struggling anymore. Not anymore. It's, 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 it's as if he gets up from the garden with a newfound confidence in what the will of the father is for him. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so, so as you, as you think about it, I mean, Jesus knew what the will of the father was. And, uh, but, but that time of prayer there in the garden of Gethsemane, I mean, that something happened there, right. That solidified in, in, and, and, and you really do see, I think in that passage, right. The humanity of Jesus as he struggles with the will of the father and what's going to take place. But, um, I mean, you, something happens there where, where Jesus walks out of the garden with his confidence in the will of the father and goes to the cross and dies for us and then rises again it's powerful. And so, so Jesus knew mm-hmm. that he needed to pray, to, to remain in the center of the will of his father and to, um, you know, walk um, in intimacy with his father. And so, man, if it was necessary for Jesus, it's pretty necessary for us. I was going to say, if we think somehow we're, we're the exception. Yeah, we Jesus was not. not. Right. <laughs> I mean, if anybody would have been an exception, it would have yeah, been him. Yeah. But, and what I'm saying, and we somehow think that, oh, well, we'll do fine. Yeah. We'll do fine without it. Yeah. I don't need that yet. And that that's that's one of the things about prayer that I think is so important we get across. Prayer is not our last resort. No. 
you know, it's where we, I, I feel like it's where we start. It is. It is. You, you know, you talk to people and you've been there in the emergency mm-hmm. rooms. You say, well, I think we just, we need to make this a matter of prayer. Yeah. You know, their, their family's going through a tough time and they say, and they, I'm quoting a actual lady that said mm-hmm. to the, this to me when I said that, she said, oh my God, has it come to that? Mm-hmm. They feel like it's the last thing you do yeah. if there's nothing else yeah. working. And that's, yeah, I think that's human nature. That's what we, we all tend to do. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, we pray when, uh, we're out of options. Mm-hmm. We've tried everything else. We've, um, you know, done all that we know how to do. So now let's turn to God. When what we see in scripture, the people who, who are working in the power of God mm-hmm. start with God, mm-hmm. right? First place we go, we go to the Lord. You know, we make it a necessary yeah. part of, yeah. of what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, then the third uh, reason is prayer is transformative. Yeah. So, so you've, you've, probably said this before, Trace, and you know, you, you've pastored for years you've probably told this to people before I've told people before, and you've heard people say this, I'm sure. Um, you know, when we think about prayer, we think about, okay, if I pray, it's going to change the heart of God, right? If I pray for that healing, maybe it changes God. I mean, he will, yeah. or, you know, but prayer isn't about changing God. Prayer mm. is about changing us, Amen. right? That the Amen. more you and I spend time in the presence of God, the more he changes our perspective uh, on life. Right. And so, so just think about it. You can have a hardened heart, but you, you, you discipline yourself to go to prayer with that hardened heart. And, and what does God do over time? He softens that heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you talk about, you know, earlier getting our enemies to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. But you think about, you know, where Jesus says to pray for our enemies. Why mm-hmm. does Jesus say to pray for our enemies? Because the more you pray for your enemies, the more it softens your heart That's towards right. your enemies and you begin to develop a heart of love for mm-hmm. them. Right. And so, so it's not that prayer changes God. I mean, God is unchangeable, but what prayer does do, it changes you. Mm-hmm. It is transformative. And, and you and I can, we can, we can talk about, you know, times in our lives where we've gone before God and we, we have experienced how God has changed us simply by uh, being in his presence in prayer. You can think about, you know, I think about times in the life of the church as a pastor where we've had prayer gatherings and how God changed the direction of our church because of our time together in prayer. And that's one of the reasons why we're going to do this 40 days of prayer in September here at Northwood, because we, we want God to change mm-hmm. us, to change our hearts and to change our wills and to bring us into alignment with his plan and his will for our lives and for the life of this church. And so, so man, it is, I mean, prayer is powerful. Prayer is necessary, but prayer is obviously very transformative. And, and, and so, man, if you, if you, if you need change in your life, again, it, it happens in the presence of God. He is the one that changes you as you spend time with him. You know, I, I know you've probably seen that bumper sticker. It says prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. Well, if that thing is me, yeah. that would be right. That's right. So, uh, right. you know, that, that often it, it bends us to the will of God it does. so often. It does. And so, you know, we go in with a prayer, Oh Lord, do this, heal this, give me this, make sure this happens. And then in the midst of that, God bends our will to him. Yeah, yeah. And God and may do that. God may, I mean, and God, and that's why we pray. We, we believe that God may heal mm-hmm. and God might give. And I mean, so we, we, but, but still, I mean, the, we don't, we don't pray just to get mm-hmm. right. We pray because we believe that God is at work in that prayer, um, changing us, mm-hmm. bringing us into alignment with his will, growing us in him and, uh, and, and teaching us how to walk in faith and obedience. And so it just really is transformative when you spend time in the presence of God. You know, and I, I think with what I had been through and, and every, and all the prayers that were offered, my life was saved. Mm. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. But as you know, I still walk with a limp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people say, well, why didn't the Lord heal that? 
I can't say. I, I'm just thankful to be yeah, alive. Yeah. But I, I think in the midst of all that, I'm just thankful to be alive. And, yeah. and my will was bent to his not to say, Lord, make me perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, why do you have bad vision? You know, I mean, I feel yeah, like yeah, telling yeah, people yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, there are things that happened to us that caused these things to happen. So yeah. in the midst of that, I'm just so thankful that God got me to where I am. Yeah. And even, even with a limp, I'm just so thankful to God that, all I do is limp. Yeah, right. Because right. I could have been in a wheelchair right. very easily. Right. So God it's like is good. the Apostle Paul said, right? When he had the issue with the thorn in the flesh, and we don't know exactly what that thorn in the flesh was. Uh, Paul doesn't tell us, but but he said, What I've learned in my limp, mm-hmm. essentially, right, yeah. is God's grace is sufficient. God's for grace me. is sufficient. And so God might not answer your prayer in the way that you want sometimes. Mm-hmm. God might leave you with a limp, mm-hmm. right? But but through that, God is always teaching you that Amen. I'm enough. I'm enough. My grace is sufficient for you. And the more you spend time with him, the more you're in his presence, the more you learn that his grace is sufficient for you. And so so the challenge for us then is that discipline. It is to discipline ourselves, to regularly spend time with the Lord. Uh, it is to, to take something like the Lord's Prayer that Jesus gave us mm. and just to maybe just walk through it daily. And as you uh, read that line, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, just stop and just, as Jesus teaches you, worship him, mm-hmm. worship him. And just kind of move that prayer. And as, as you move that prayer, as God th- brings things to mind to pray about, you, you, you do that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's lots of resources out there that can help you to uh, form that habit or that discipline of prayer. And when we walk through our 40 days of prayer here at Northwood, you're going to have a prayer guide mm-hmm. that's going to help as a resource to kind of guide you through times of prayer every day. Um, there's a great book called How to Pray the Bible by Donald Whitney, uh, a book I've read through several times. It's been super impactful for me. That's helped me to uh, have a very disciplined time of prayer with the Lord that just t- that, that taught me how to take the Psalms and just mm-hmm. to, to pray through the Psalms on a daily basis. And, and so those kinds of things have just been really helpful to help me to form that discipline. And what, what, I've, what I've found for me is, you know, taking the Bible and as I read the Bible, just, just praying through it. If I'm reading through a Psalm, I agree. Or I'm reading through Ephesians or whatever the case may be, as I'm reading, as God brings things to mind, as I'm reading, just to stop and pray. You know oh, you saying? mean we don't have to read the Bible and stop and then pray? You mean we can actually pray when right. we're reading the Bible? I would say it's more effective when you pray as I you agree. read the Bible. I totally right? agree. I mean, that's just, yes. I think that's, I mean, God's, God's word is God's word. We, we believe that God is speaking to us through his word. And so I'm dialoguing with the Lord as Amen. I'm reading his word Amen. and hearing his voice through his word. So if I'm, you know, I'm reading, for example, you know, Ephesians chapter two, you are dead and your sins, but God has made you alive through grace. I mean, obviously I'm going to stop and God, thank you that you've mm. saved me. Thank you for the salvation you get. But, but also, you know, if, if I'm reading that passage, what it might do is it might bring to mind people that I know and Amen. love who are dead in their sins. And so I might stop and just pray through names of people that I know who are lost and, mm-hmm. and ask God to do work of salvation in their lives. So, you know, see what I'm saying? So as I'm reading, I'm trying to be sensitive to the spirit as he speaks to me and I'm trying to respond through prayer. As Amen. I'm, And I've just found, man, when I do that, it's very easy for me to, um, uh, to have plenty of stuff to pray about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and prayer is not, you know, the struggle to, to try to get through five minutes of talking to God. It's, it's an ongoing conversation Amen. as I talk to him through his word. So, you know, um, I think a book like, you know, praying through the Bible or praying through the scripture might be called by Donald Whitney is a, is a great mm-hmm. resource to teach you how to do that. But I'm just telling you that, that discipline of getting up in the mornings and spending time with the Lord, um, it, it will pay 
huge spiritual dis- sp- spiritual dividends in your life Amen. if you learn how to uh, discipline yourself to pray. Amen. Well, Pastor, I also want to put this out there. Uh, we do have a book that's available in our Connections bookstore called The Disciples' Prayer that you wrote, I and it, it also helps us work through the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, been a very valuable. I know you don't want me to say this, and you didn't ask me to say this, but it's been a very valuable book for me to reexamine the Lord's mm-hmm. Prayer because I think uh, having come out of an uh, uh, what is the word I want, but a more, um, we prayed the Lord's prayer all the time in my yeah, former church right, before I right, got saved. Right. And, you know, it just became a rote thing. Yeah. And so I was kind of put off by it. Mm. And this has just, uh, opened my heart and my eyes to mm. how the Lord's prayer can really yeah, help absolutely. be transformative in our prayer. Time. Right. Because so. that's why Jesus gave it. Jesus gave us Lord's prayer to teach us how to pray. The disciples asked, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? Sure. Mm-hmm. Be glad to. And he gave us the, the Lord's prayer or the disciples prayer. So, yeah, it, it, it is a powerful way to learn how to pray. Well, Pastor, as we close, uh, there's somebody out there that's struggling with this issue of prayer right now. Give them a word of encouragement. Just kind of say, hey, listen, this is where you need to start. Yeah, where you need to start is, one, with just making the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excuse we often give. I don't have the time. You have time for whatever is important to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so so just reevaluating the priorities and just making that time. And so for you tomorrow morning, maybe it's just getting up 30 minutes earlier. And, and just first thing you do when you get out of bed tomorrow morning is just opening up your Bible, reading a Psalm or reading a piece of scripture. And as you're thinking through that scripture, just respond to God. Amen. Just talk back to him as you hear him talk to you. But just, just start, start somewhere and start somewhere. Uh, and that somewhere is in, in the scripture and just respond to God. But you can do it. God Amen. wants to commune with you. Just take those steps to make it happen. Well, Pastor, I believe this has been a good first step for for us us to hear and to begin to respond and do what God wants us to do when it comes to our prayer life. So why don't you close us out and get us ready for sure. what we got coming up? All right. Well, I hope the day has been helpful for you. Hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. And I hope that uh, if you like this podcast, you'll go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That always helps us get the word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.